Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 13. I'm your host, representing the old school wrestling fan, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. I'm also your host, the no-selling wrestling indie fan, Jeremy. All right, guys. Today we are going to be covering Sami Zayn being the number one contender. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Big E is set for the day one pay-per-view. The Miz and Edge feud begins. Our AEW Dynamite review and some wow moments. But first, right now, like and subscribe to the PW Fan on YouTube where we have full episodes available. And please leave a review on iTunes. It helps us out and we really appreciate it. For merch, you want to go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW Fan. Alright guys, let's start the show. Andy, you want to jump right into it? Alrighty, let's start with SmackDown from last Friday. So they were in North Carolina uh, this week. And at the end of the show, there was a 25-man battle royal in order to figure out who was going to become the new number one contender for Roman Reigns' Universal Championship. Well, what do you know? They had Jeff Hardy win. There was a big pop. But it turns out Sami Zayn was never eliminated over the top rope. He comes in and uh, eliminates Jeff Hardy. So then the crowd, big boo from them. After that, Kayla Braxton gets in the ring and congratulates Sami Zayn, but then tells him that uh, Brock Lesnar's suspension is officially over. So we'll have to see where this goes, but as of now, Sami Zayn is the number one contender to Roman Reigns, and uh, they do show Roman in the back watching him become the winner, and he starts laughing and stuff. So uh, it was kind of funny, but we'll see how the feud uh, you know, goes going forward. I remember a while back... Roman had tweeted out one time, you know, anytime you can get more Sami Zayn on TV is a good thing. So, uh, who knows, maybe this was his doing. Maybe he wanted to feud with him, or we'll have to see what happens. I think it's kind of funny with uh, Brock Lesnar's suspension, because they kind of just make it up as they go. It's always like, whoever, however long they need (laughs) to be. Yep. What do you guys think of him, though, being the number one contender yeah, I actually think it's cool that they're doing something with him. I mean, it's different, that's for sure. Um, I like the fact that Roman doesn't take him as like a serious threat right now. So we'll see where they go with that story right now. He's kind of laughing him off. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I am happy for him. It seems like he has like a few more good runs in him. And uh, yeah, hope, hopefully this... I mean, look, crazier things has ha- have happened. You had uh, Kofi win the title, Big E won the title... Who's to say that like, Sammy couldn't win the title? You know, I could definitely see it, if we're being honest. I agree. Uh, moving on to Rampage. Uh, so last week I had said that Riho had a title shot because she wasn't eliminated from the Battle Royal from All Out. I was wrong. It was if she beat Britt Baker this Rampage, she would have a title shot, which she did. So I think next... This coming Rampage now, uh, it's going to be Britt Baker versus Riho for the title. There was also a segment where, um, or it was a match, Eddie Kingston beat Daniel Garcia, 2.0 came out and attacked, and then Jericho leaves the announce table to help uh, Eddie Kingston out. So I don't know what they're doing with these two, um, but it could be a cool little pairing, seeing them together. It hasn't happened before, but... um, yeah, just seems like they're moving forward with something between them. 
Jericho was having some backstage segments with 2.0, um, talking trash to them. So 2.0 just should have just let uh, Eddie eat his cake at first. He got so angry, and then yep. they threw coffee in his face. <laughs> but I mean, I I always like how AEW uses their roster because this is kind of a fresh thing. Like you said, like we haven't seen Jericho and Eddie together, so it's kind of cool when they like keep rotating wrestlers. Yeah, I I mean they're they have so many guys that they can kind of move in move pieces in and out to create new storylines. This is a weird one for me. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Uh, I'd like to see it end with uh, actually like more of a Eddie Kingston Jericho feud, uh, but I, I don't know how that would be. At the same time, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about where they're going with Jericho right now, and just the direction of his character from where it was when they first started in AEW? You know, they have a lot of stars now: Punk and uh, Brian Danielson. So, where do you think he falls into the shuffle of all these guys? Well, I think I think when the company started, you know, he kind of had to be the front and center of it to maybe help get it off its feet. But, you know, maybe he's now more about uh, putting these newer stars in the face of the company and trying to help them. Maybe it feels like he's in the more of a supporting role than like title picture role, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting with Jericho because I think now with uh, his tour go- or his um, Fozzie tour going back on uh, and he was in I think England the past weekend or the past week uh, they kind of start using him as I think they were planning to before before you know everything got shut down so I think this is direction more of him him popping in and out now with feuds and then maybe we might see him take a break for you know a month or two yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. I just was curious to see like what other people were thinking. Is that kind of where your head's at too? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, like you said, when he first came in, he was like the best guy they had, and now they got all these other guys. And I don't know. I mean, I wonder how much longer he's actually going to wrestle for. You know, realistically, I feel like he'll probably just start wrestling less. Um, he might be able to do it for a while. Yeah. Just not as many times a year. I mean, he can still, the thing is, um, AW showed that you has shown that you can, you don't have to wrestle all the time and still show that you're important to the show. You can just be on TV as long as you get some TV time, you know, it seems to be everything. And also look at how they use Sting. He's 62. Yeah. Or 61. So... I mean, Ricky Starks had gotten injured, and he just what they did with him was just put him on TV all the time. You know, that way fans didn't forget about him, and uh, yeah, you can do stuff like that. So, uh, you guys want to move on to Raw? Just there's a couple things I want to touch on from it. Yeah. So right away, they uh, they announced that it was going to be Seth Rollins versus Biggie for the new Day One pay per view. Um. Throughout the night, Kevin Owens kept telling Seth Rollins that if he beat Big O, if he beat Big E in the main event, he would be added to that match. Rollins called him a liar. Went to Adam Pearce. Adam Pearce said, "No, that's not true." But then it put the idea in Adam Pearce's head. Seth Rollins went back to Kevin, called him a liar, and uh, Owens was like, "No, it is true." Well, then Pearce told Seth it was, and they had the match. 
Seth tried to interfere, but it kind of backfired on him, and Owens won the match. So now it's going to be a triple threat at the day one pay-per-view, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Big E for the WWE Championship. Let me ask you guys something. How how do you think the booking for Big E has been? Do you think they dropped the ball with him at all? Well, I would say, first of all, I like the name Big O a little bit better. Uh, for Kevin <laughs> I think I think when he was uh, did the little thing with the new day for a little bit when he yeah. came out in that spot, I think they did call him Big O actually. Uh, that's gonna <laughs> works out. Um, yeah, I uh, well, first of all, I, I think this match for pay, their pay per view is gonna be really good because all three of these guys can go and their styles really mix really well. And Seth Rollins, you know, him and Kevin Owens and Big E all have different parts they can play in this and so i think they're just gonna i think it's probably gonna be a match of the night to me if they don't have like some stupid ending to it uh to me the Big E kind of feels similar to years ago when cm punk was the world heavyweight champion and there's even a part in cm punk's best in the world documentary where triple h is like well we put the title on you and you're the guy, but not really, you know, you're not really the guy, like the other guy is the actual guy. So it feels like Biggie is like the champion, but then Roman's like the actual champion. And that's just me, like how I would see it. Like, I don't, let's, I don't know. Roman's just on another level right now. So let's be fair to Big E. Like it's hard to compete with the stuff he's doing. By comparison, this run with Big E feels less important than even Bobby Bobby Lashley's run. Bobby Lashley's run felt more important than this. Yeah, and but I even looked at Bobby as Bobby. I even looked at Bobby Lashley as a um a secondary champion to to Roman. I mean, yes, Roman definitely is the face of WWE. He's on another no he's on a different level. Yeah. But, you know, Seth has been firing on all cylinders lately, I feel like, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did put the title on him. I definitely could I, see it happening. I also think, like, I think the three of us probably have that old-school thinking of the champion should be the main star, or the main event, at least. And kind of like how when WWE does this with Big E, or when they did it with Punk, then, and, he, you know, he would go on in the middle of the show, and they would have a main event for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Um but one more thing from Raw. So Edge returned to Raw after I think the last time we saw him was at Crown Jewel in the uh Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins. But also during his segment when he came out, the Miz along with Maurice who we haven't seen in a while returned to Raw after being off TV for a while because uh, he was doing the Dancing with the Star show. And they have a, a bit of a back-and-forth promo with one another. A lot of things were said. I'm just going to read two of the quotes to you guys. Uh, one was, or I think both are from Edge, actually. Uh, he said, You have people on other shows saying your name just to get a cheap reaction. You live rent-free in a lot of heads. So that, for the listeners, uh that had to do with the CM Punk and MJF promo from the week before. And... It is maybe it is coincidence that this uh, promo happened the week after, but you know that's all up for opinion. But during that promo with MJF and CM Punk, 
CM Punk did say that MJF was just a less famous Miz. So that's where that came from. And I think I read, uh, you know, no one, Edge doesn't really read other people's stuff that is written for him. He's kind of one of the few people that can just do his own thing. Because uh, that kind of leads me to his next quote, which says, you use this to get notoriety for your next endeavor, for your next reality show, for your next dance competition, while you leave your partners high and dry to get fired. Um, if that if that was written by someone backstage, then, you know, good for them. If not, I'm sure Edge didn't catch a lot of flack, but that was referring to uh, when Edge was, a, or The Miz was away, um, his his good friend John Morrison was released by WWE. Overall, though, I thought it was a really good uh, back and forth um, promo. You know, Edge and Miz are both really good on the mic, and where I see this leading isn't a one on one feud, but a two on two. I see Maurice and Miz teaming up to face uh, Beth Phoenix and Edge. So didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, it just it was announced. I read online that Beth is leaving NXT. So we'll have to have to see where that goes. But I mean, there's I felt like there had to be a reason why uh, Maurice was in the ring, and also I'm sure you know Edge never got to do a match with his wife. I'm sure it's on his you know t- bucket list of matches to be able to be in the ring with her. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, what you guys think of the promo or the feud or I know I basically talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a lot of people uh kind of like we were talking about before this um were disappointed that it was the Miz that came out cuz everyone wanted AJ Styles and like the Miz, you know, he's not I wouldn't say he's that close of a star compared to AJ Styles. That feud um, better happen. That feud has yeah. Edge and AJ has to happen. It's waited for that forever. Um but yeah, I mean the overall promo. I thought it was really good because the Miz. I feel like he can always he can cut a very good promo if he gets serious and doesn't do like the stupid uh, heel like uh, tactics. Really, that WWE things are uh, work well. But I, I thought it was kind of funny when he said that line about you know you live rent free in people's heads. Uh, when compared to like what Punk said was more of just like a thing to get into MJ, MJF's head because obviously. I feel like MJF is, you know, as young as he is, he's better than The Miz already in terms of just his character and everything. But I don't I don't know how I feel about talking about the people who got fired because it so, it's so many people. Like, and it keeps happening. It's, and it's after the company says they make a record uh, profit and they keep cutting people. So it, it kind of hurts that way. Like, it'll be different if the company wasn't, you know, blatantly making a profit like that and still cutting people, but... I don't know. Maybe that I don't, I don't know if that's just me or not, but yeah. I actually really like the promo as well. And you know, it's funny that Jeremy said that AJ isn't as big of a or uh, that the Miz isn't as big of a star as AJ. It's like all I guess it's all depends on your taste, right? Like my mother-in-law knows who the Miz is because Miz and Misses, but she doesn't. She wouldn't know who AJ yeah, Styles true. was probably yeah. if I showed it to her. So it's like, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. And the Miz is mainstream, so I can see why they keep him in the title picture for different things. But yeah, two two strong guys on the mic. Miz is underrated uh, as far as like, honestly, he when he wants to, he can have a really good match. He's just 
kind of a goofy character overall. But yeah, I like the promo, and I actually am looking forward to the match, although obviously me being a huge AJ Styles fan, I would rather see Edge versus AJ. We'll get it. We'll get it one day. All right, guys. Well, you want to get into this week's uh, Dynamite review? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. Uh, so right away, it was announced that Daniel. So right away, it was announced that Brian Danielson is going to be facing Hangman Adam Page for the championship at Winter Is Coming, which I believe is December fifteenth. Yeah, fifteenth. I think yeah. it's the fifteenth. Okay. So it's actually pretty close. What uh, two week, two Saturdays away? Yeah, three, I think so. three yeah. Saturdays. Yeah, two. Um, so then we had Dark Orders Five Angels versus Daniel. God, first we have Dark Orders Five Angels versus Brian Danielson uh, as the first match with Hangman on commentary. The winner was Brian Danielson. And afterwards, he has a interview in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Uh, any comments on that before I move on to what happened during the interview? Yeah, do you guys? What do you guys think about that match at Winners coming December fifteenth? Because that, to me, I thought it was going to be they're going to try to stretch it out at least to maybe the next year. But I, I guess that's a big kind of event for them, so they're going to build it up. He should just go through every member of the Dark Order. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> should have been so long. <laughs> I mean, that seems like what's, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, well, they only have, what, two weeks until that uh, you know, special event, really, they're calling it. Uh, so I just thought it will be like you know, another month or so until they actually fight. Yeah, I mean, what's the next? I know their big pay-per-views are spread out. What's the next? Is it like Revolution or something? I think like, Revolution's next. Yeah. So and so, winter is coming is always like a TV pay per view. It's like a dynamite, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's where uh, Sting debuted last time. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's only been a year since Sting. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, but yeah, the uh, so the match itself. Uh, I, I actually expected this one to go a little bit longer, because uh, usually Brian Brian Danielson's matches have been like fifteen twenty minutes, and uh, especially with uh, five being in his hometown. Thought they would give right. a little bit more, but he, you know, kicked his head in, and that was it. As he said, yep. Uh, I'm loving Brian Danielson as a heel. I think it's great. Even though he comes out of the babyface tunnel still. Yeah. Oh, does he? I didn't even, like, pay attention to that. Um. So, I believe there's a stipulation going on right now until winter is coming. Are we just going to ignore what just Tim just did? <laughs> I, I can't see him. <laughs> Did I you was want waiting to say for something. <laughs> That's why I couldn't. I couldn't see. I was no, I, I was gonna let you guys. I mean, you guys said everything I was gonna say. I don't want to just be like a, a parrot. So just keep going. Uh, okay. Uh, so until winter is coming, there's a stipulation that Hangman can't touch Danielson. So uh, during this, you know, I thought it was I, just for this night, right? Was it just for this night? I thought it was just. I thought they kept saying until until winter is coming, but oh, could be. could be wrong. Um, so because of that, John Silver comes out, aka Johnny Hungy, <laughs> uh, comes out and says that he'll fight Danielson, and he goes after him. But you know, Brian gets out the ring and walks back up the ramp and calls him a yeah, joke. Weir- I thought it was weird how he phrased it. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Oh, how Danielson calls it. him. Yeah. 
because Silver was like, you can't touch him, but I'll touch him. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Johnny Hungy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that match, Johnny Hungy against Danielson. So then we had this weird uh, video of, I interpreted it as Miro is in limbo. He's just walking around in a white white background, talking about him being the redeemer as usual. But whenever I see someone in a just complete whiteness, uh, I always I always think it's just uh, limbo. So maybe that's what it was supposed to be, but that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, I thought it was a different promo on purpose. Kind of like, I think it was actually supposed to be limbo because that, that's literally what Miro's character is in right now. He lost against Danielson, and now, you know, he can't. Was it? He can't have sex with his wife now. Is that the reason? <laughs> I, that's what he says. Is that what he said? I don't. I don't even remember. Well, when he's no, like, I can't I even have sex with my wife. wife. Like, so oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he can't see his wife until he wins again. <laughs> so after so that, can't limbo. even get it up. He is in limbo. <laughs> so after that we had a match it was Lee Moriarty against CM Punk uh, with MJF on commentary so I guess because JR is out there they are just putting people in commentary throughout the nights is I thought, my assumption I thought it worked well for tonight it worked very well and it, it made it thing. different um, and the people that were commenta- commentating were involved in, in some way in a feud or whatnot with the people they were talking about so I thought it worked, but the winner was CM Punk, and then afterwards we got uh, another good, not as good, but another good MJF and CM Punk segment. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the stuff that was said. I know MJF talked shit about CM Punk's dog Larry. Um, And he also made those references to Britt Baker. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. That All right, what? (laughs) That's odd, wasn't it? What is that? Because all that... All that was said was last week Punk has said the thing about he's too busy worrying about the four pillars that he doesn't even realize he's been replaced by Britt Baker. Yeah. Right? And, and that's all like, that was said. That just came like way out of left field, it feels like. It felt like a yeah. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels talking about Sunny situation. Sunny like, days, my friend. That's literally <laughs> the first that's literally the first so thing I had thought like of. no he had no reaction, by the way. He was just stone-faced when he mentioned that. And then, like, MJF almost, like, double-downed on it. Yeah, and he kept going. I was like, okay, this is uh, too much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not weird. Yeah, do you, does anyone remember exactly what he said? He said, he said the only thing exactly that you're... What it was. He said, uh, you're, you call yourself the best in the world and you're struggling to beat guys like so-and-so and so-and-so. The only thing that you're the best at, you're the best at trying to get into Britt Baker's pants. And I just was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so we- Yeah, then he said something else. I was like, God. And I'm like, everyone knows. I think even the crowd was confused. AJ Lee. Yeah, I could tell people were like, what? Yeah, and, and Adam Cole's <laughs> with Britt Baker. I know, so everybody was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> well, coincidentally enough, this our next segment was a backstage segment with Britt Baker. Well, I mean, what do you think about the Punk match? Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I thought it was good. I don't think I've seen much of Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like Punk wrestling some of these younger guys, and 
kind of, yeah. you know, showing everyone what they can do. I thought at first it was kind of slow, like, uh, even for, like, the punk punk match. But towards the end, I was, there was one spot I was, like, I thought uh, Moriarty could, actually could win. Because he was, like, 0.1 second away from pinning Punk. And Punk sold it so well. And I was, like, it wouldn't surprise me if MJF is on commentary. And he's, like, come on, Punk, you should beat him. And then Punk ends up losing or something like that. But, but well, it, it just, it, you know, Punk just sells it so well. It's hard to get into the match when you got MJF screaming in the background how sad and awful it is. I'm like, all right, well, I can't really enjoy the match while well the yeah. whole time. He's like, look how sad he is. It's terrible. And I'm like, all right, I can't really get into the match. Then. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what commentary should be doing. Right. Literally <laughs> does the exact the opposite. opposite. What did MGF said? He said the CM stands for cooking meth punk. <laughs> and then Excalibur was like, all right. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Like, when he called, he was, when the first promo they did with punk, and he was like, I never thought a straight edge person could look like a meth addict so much. I was like, that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, God. He said, and judging yeah. by those eyes, the only one that well, needs to go to sleep is you. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a lot of bags under his eyes. So, so after the MJF and CM Punk segment, we had coincidentally a Britt Baker segment backstage, uh, and then also coincidentally after that, we had Adam Cole come out to do commentary. When he sits down, Orange Cassidy uh, comes out. Him and uh, Cole have a stare down. Then the Young Bucks come out. Um, Adam Cole low blows Orange Cassidy. They, the Young Bucks do a couple of super kicks, but in the, the fashion of Orange Cassidy's slow ones. And then they do uh, some real ones. And so, double super kick to Orange Cassidy. Then out come Chuck Taylor and Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta to come and help, but nothing's really done after that. So, um, did Cole ever do commentary, or was that just set up for that? Nope. Yep. He never did commentary. He just. <laughs> well, first he walked to the ring. Yeah. Did his, like. Stuff and then walked back up the ramp and then yeah. sat down at commentary. I thought he was just trolling everyone before I knew he was doing commentary. I was like, oh, you just come out, do that, and you're like, wasn't the reaction I wanted, and then going <laughs> backstage. Yeah, I mean, I've Punk's done that before when he saw commentary. He'd do a lap around the ring. Mm-hmm. But it was just funny that that was it. It's always like a show opener, so I was like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But this yeah. was just in the middle of the show. Uh, so yeah, it looks like what the best friends are now gonna cl- feud with a super click. Yeah, What's that's what like? it's looking like. You know, you gotta put Orange Cassidy somewhere. I think. I mean, that should be pretty good. I think. At least for best friends, to have something to do. Finally. Where's Trent Ben? Is Trent injured? Yeah. Trent's the better wrestler of the <laughs> <Yeah>. best friends. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. Um. So after that, we have a backstage promo from Tony Nice. Uh, talking about Sammy Guevara and their upcoming match this coming uh, rampage for the TNT Championship. Sammy Guevara. Now, I haven't watched Nice since he's... Sammy Guevara. I haven't watched Nice <laughs> since he's uh, been... <laughs> since he's been in AEW. I know he's... Uh, I think he's only wrestled on Darker Elevation or both. So I think this is his first TV match in uh, AEW. I remember him being pretty good uh, at wrestling while he was in WWE, so... Hmm. Um, Tony Nese is awesome, dude. I think it'll be a good match. 
Yeah, I think it'll yeah. be a good match. I think Sammy's gonna win, but it will get the the audience who only watch AEW on uh, television, like I do, and I think you guys as well, a chance to you know see what Tony Nese can do. So I'm looking forward to it. That's probably gonna be the main event this this Friday at Rampage. It's either the main event or they put it first. So I always yeah. think it's an inter- inter- interesting way of booking it. The the main event could be uh, Riho versus Britt Baker, I guess. Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess they're both for a title, so yeah, yeah, could go either way. Um, so after that, we had Wardlow against never seen him before, but had to rewind to get his name, AC Adams. Oh yeah, you dude, wanna... I've seen that guy wrestle a hundred times, bro. Uh, on TV? No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea who that is. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> he was one of those guys. They, I don't, I don't think they announced his name until he was like in the ring. Like, I don't yeah, even think he had a job or anything. But your winner, of course, was Wardlow. Uh, after that, we had Penta and Pack backstage. I do not remember why Pack is wearing an eye patch, but he is. Because the mist. Oh, okay. What was it? Malachi's missed. Even though Cody has has it three times, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Storytelling. <laughs> Cody, Cody's, Cody's got time, very strong eyes. Um, yeah. Later later on, he'll go through fire and be fine. So then we had uh, the Gun Club versus Darby Allin and Sting with Taz on commentary. I uh, mean, Sting- you mean the ass boys? They're ass men. <laughs> ass father and ass son. Um, Sting and Darby. Is that what Dan Housen calls them? Yeah. He calls them like. an actual shirt now that says ass boys. And like Dan Housen. Dan Housen calls them ass man. <laughs> ass man. He's very assy, very evil. Um. So we had, yeah, Gun Club versus Darby Allen and Sting with Taz on commentary. Sting and Darby are having matching face paint. It's like a mix of a skull, which would be like Darby's face paint, and then a mix and uh, a mix of Sting's face paint as well. It was kind of cool. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. But your winners were Darby and Sting. Thought it was a good match. Um, I don't think we've ever seen Sting and Billy Gunn square off. I didn't realize how big Billy Gunn is. Like that's what I said last week. Ginormous. No wonder Vince loved him. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially compared to the AEW roster, he's a giant. He's more shredded than his kids. (laughs) Big, big guy with my egg, with a golden egg, egg, triple egg. (laughs) Um, I'm glad I missed last week because I don't want to talk about the golden egg stuff. So terrible. I'm just gonna move on. You want to hear about the egg? Oh, so I want to go get my egg from The Rock. The Rock gave me his egg. That's how Vince uh, sounds now. That's new Vince. Match, we had Jericho backs. <laughs> yeah, new Vince. Yeah, it's rough. So after the Darby and Sting match, we had Jericho backstage and 2.0 and Daniel Garcia uh, come up and attack him. Uh, I'm guessing it has to do with Jericho calling one of the members of 2.0, saying he has a square head with that terrible promo. And with SpongeBob stuff, yeah, and with him coming into the ring to help out Kingston, so it it seems like we're gonna get a tag team match somehow of Jericho and Kingston against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're leading to, but um, 
Taz is staying on commentary, I think, for the rest of the night, and out comes Leo Rush. Uh, they announced, I guess, right then and there, unless I missed it earlier in the night, that there's another tournament for the ring that MGF has, yeah. right? Next week, yeah. And so Leo Rush is basically telling uh, Taz not to count him out because Taz is saying that with all the members of Team Taz, they basically have a 100% chance of winning. Didn't you say like 120? I think 25. And I was like... Okay. Um, 125. The, the thing I thought was funny was like, so Taz was saying that on the headset uh, mic, right? And then Leo's like, and then Leo I heard out. you. Yeah, and then I'm like, the crowd has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, only for the listeners at home. I didn't yeah. even think about that. <laughs> the crowd's like, wait, there's a tournament coming? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm going to beat all of you. And the crowd's like, what? He's like, yeah, all of Team Taz is in this tournament. Oh. Okay. Um, so then we had the uh, another match. It was that for it was the TBS quarterfinals, the final quarterfinal match of the bracket. It was Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Your winner was Ruby Soho, so she is going on to go against Nyla Rose. The winner of that will face the winner of Jade Cardgill and Thunder Rosa in the finals for the TBS tournament. Um, but after the match, Nyla Rose came out and attacks Ruby. Chris Statlander tries to help her out, and Nyla Rose uh, leaves the ring. So, finally getting down to the end of the TBS um, tournament. So, we'll see where it goes. I'm I wondering. This was a really good match. I have a feeling it's going to end at Winner's Coming. I really like this match. I thought it was good. Like it. Yeah, Jeremy, what did you think of the match? Yeah, I figured I Ruby was going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, I, I kind of think she's going to make it to the final. I'm not sure who's going to win yet because I know Jade probably going to make it. I'm still saying Jade. Jade's going to yeah. win the whole thing. And I was she's never lost in the singles. I, I just know that Ruby has never held a singles title. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe Tony's going to give it to her this time. We shall see. Yeah, I, I really thought Ruby had a uh, lot of great selling with her face in this match, like with her eyes and everything. Yeah. It was good, and Chris Statlander's good in the ring. I did, I did uh, forget to mention. I think it was right before this match. There was a backstage segment with uh, Jade Cargill, and Thunder Rosa came up, and uh, they were just talking trash about each other and about how Jade Cargill was going to wrestle one of, I believe, Thunder Rosa's students coming up. So, um, so yeah. Sorry, I missed that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> But our main event after the Ruby Soho match was Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes in an Atlanta street fight. A couple things to say starting off. Um, coming out, Arn fell off the stage. <laughs> oh, man. It was right, so sad. It bummed me out. I rewound it and showed my wife, and we both were like, oh. <laughs> Yes, Arn <laughs> fell off the stage, and uh, Andrade's manager was going to beat him up and said, helped him up, and then started beating him up. <laughs> it was because there was too much pyro. Cody takes all of the pyro. It scared, it scared Arn. <laughs> um, so I th- you had texted us, Tim, about the stuff on Cody's back. That actually, you had said that you thought it was from them practicing the spot and, like, burned or something. It was stuff to prevent him from getting burned. It was also on Andrade, and it was soaking through his shirt. 
That's probably so why that, he wore his shirt then. Yeah, that's what the, all that. Because when he took off his shirt, his back did not look like Cody's. It, it was all kind of like gone, basically. But, well, uh, it didn't work very yeah, well because weird. after he took the spot, it didn't work very well because after he took the spot, a piece of the thing that they looked like skin was, was on fire. <laughs> So, so he's trying to pin him, and Cody's like arm is on fire, and the ref's like, "Um, you're on fire." I think he's so. like, "Dude, your arm's on fire." So let's, <laughs> so let's go through the match. Uh, T Pain's in the audience first and foremost uh, because he's on the and West Side Gun. West Side Gun was go, front row. Go big show. Was he? West Side Gun. Lo- West Side Gun loves wrestling. Yeah, we got to shout him out real quick because the people he was sitting with, he ran into at the event, and they had bad seats. So the people he were sitting with were actually people that he bought front row tickets for. He met them there. They weren't friends or family. So that's mad cool of him. Cool. That's nice. Shout out West Side Gun. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think. Of, I just watched this match a little bit. Like I just finished it right before we started recording, so it's kind of fresh in my head. Um, yeah, I mean, Andrade bunch- started out by... Trumping Cody on the entrance, right? Yeah, they were fighting like around, like through the audience for a little bit, I think, and then they ended up coming back over the barricade um, into the the actual ring and and whatnot. I'm trying to think, a couple spots that happened. Um, I I do remember one spot. Andrade did a, a backflip off the the top rope, and Cody hit him with a chair. Uh, I guess midair. Um, the crowd, so they they were in Atlanta, Georgia, which is like Cody's home, hometown, I guess you could say, or yeah. around his hometown. Yeah, definitely mixed mixed crowd when it comes to Cody Rhodes. Not a good thing in your hometown if you're a no. And these fans are crazy. I don't know why when Cody throws the belt, people are telling him to throw it back. Dude, if I catch Cody Rhodes' belt. Whether I like him or not, I'm keeping it, all right? You're crazy right. to think I'm going to throw it back into the ring. That's why no one ever someone throws did it, it back. Like a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Someone they did it got a few that. weeks ago, though, and, and, and it, like hit the ref. I didn't see that, but let me say yeah, this. You put it in the promo package. That is the John Cena. That's what he used to do. He would throw the sweatband into the crowd, and then they would throw yeah. it, throw it back. That's that was the his. The Rock did the elbow pad too. I mean, yeah, they didn't ever throw it back to him though. That was a John Cena thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's true. Well, a weightlifting belt's a little bit different than a sweatband. You also have to be careful. I'm mounting that shit on my wall if I, <laughs> if I <laughs> catch it, or at least sell it or something. So yeah, uh, the belt the belt was thrown to the audience and. The fans are telling them to to throw it back, but I never saw it come back. So good for that guy or girl that that kept it. Um, let's see, any other spots you guys remember? I mean, so to the audience, the main spot at the end of the match was uh, Cody set up a table in the corner, had Andrade on the on the top rope, and then someone comes out in all black, gets in the ring, turns out to be Brandy Rhodes. At first, she's booed, but then as soon as she started pouring that lighter fluid, uh, she was pretty popular. So she pours lighter fire. F- Come on, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fire pop. Uh, so she she pours the the lighter fluid on the table, lights on fly- fire, and then it was like 
It was like a suplex, but Andrade was facing the other way. Do you know the name for it, Tim? He was facing um, backwards. I thought it isn't that. Oh gosh, I can't. Oh my gosh, I can't think of the name. Someone tweet us, tell us the name. Well, Andrade was bending backwards into Cody's armpit, basically, and Cody suplexed him. Um, through like he's t- going to do a crossroads. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Cody lands on the table on the fire. Andrade, basically no fire. Yeah. Pretty much. It all is Cody's back. It was fine. Um, Cody goes for the pin. and His shoulder's on fire. Uh, I think it, like, drips off onto Andrade. Andrade <laughs> pats himself while in the pin and then pats Cody, like, Hey, bro, you're on fire. <laughs> One, two, three, Cody wins. Uh, after that spot, though, the crowd seemed to be on Cody's side. So, well, I don't know. We'll have to see. It was a, I, don't, it was I don't know a, what the fans are doing. I guess, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fans are doing with it, um, with him. I don't know if it's because he keeps going away, and it's like how when The Rock went away, people, you know, they don't like him anymore. Uh I don't know if this spot with the fire was supposed to be like his next big thing that he did, kind of like the moonsault off the cage. Uh, maybe it was a spot to get him on their side or his side. I, mean, he I don't just know. Has to put himself through fire to for cheer. the fans. Yeah. yeah. Until like, until season three anymore? of the Go Big Show happens. So yeah, and he's <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but your your winner was Cody Rhodes in the end. I'm sure the feud with Pack and Andrade and Cody and Malachi Black is is all going to continue, but um, yeah. What you guys think of the match? I, I I liked it better than some of the other street fights I've seen recently. Um, I do. I mean, I'm a big fan of Andrade. I think he's great. Yeah, I thought him and Cody's a, a good pairing as well. But yeah, what you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I I did like it for. Most of what it was, there was some spots that I was, you know, it wasn't great. I mean, the fire spot, like, it was cool, but also uh, the move to do it in, like, why would you do, like, that inverted, basically inverted suplex. suplex. Inverted suplex, that's and what it is. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't understand why they picked that move to do it. Uh, and also the way they landed, I was like, "All right, okay, well, Andrade should be okay, and Cody's sitting in fire, so he shouldn't be able to get up and just right, right away and pin him." But and the thing when with Brandy, I thought it was kind of odd where she comes out like masked and everything, which I'm like, why did she have to hide who she was? Like no one expected it or like really cared that it was you know out of nowhere. I mean, was she this the first time she was on TV since like? Giving birth? Before. Okay. I don't think I've seen her involved in a match, though. This might be the first time she's actually gotten involved in something. Yeah, it could be. But that wraps up Dynamite. Unless, Tim, you got any opinion on this main event? No, you know, the whole, like, fire stuff's not my thing, but, I mean, Cody's... Got a real set on, yeah, especially for, after that Dark Side of the Ring documentary. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the Onita and uh, people Sabu's uncle got the the original sheet got like his skin melted off. Yeah, oh. especially after seeing that, I'm like, no, no, no more with fire. I'm 
Yeah. Yeah, that freaked Not me out. But yeah, um, it 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 is spectacular though. Like it's very dangerous, and that's the thing. I think if he's gonna do something like that, the fans are like, uh, well, I can't really boo him. He just did like something literally insane. So I mean, if anything, he kind of earned the their respect back a little bit. But I only thought, yeah, I thought that they had maybe, and I know it sounds silly that they would practice something so dangerous, but I thought that maybe they had only rehearsed it because. Literally at one point during the match, it looked like he had like dead singed skin falling off. Either that, or he had like the worst sunburn ever, and it was like peeling <laughs> off. So now that I know that it was some sort of material or spray or whatever that was supposed to keep him from getting burnt, it makes way more sense. But I remember being like, at literally at first, I was like, did he just like get back from like? literally the worst sunburn of his life like what is happening he's like let's run this again and then i heard i heard taz taz made me crack up taz was like uh excalibur was like looks like cody may have some dry skin or something and taz was like yeah it looks like he was rolling around (laughs) in some glue (laughs) i hope they keep taz on commentary Hey, Taz is what I grew up with on SmackDown back in, like, okay. Taz is yeah. awesome. I love him as a commentator. Um, so that wrapped up, though, AEW Dynamite. But uh, recently, AEW on Instagram had posted their top five wow moments of 2021. And I wanted to go through them with you, see if you guys agree, if you guys would replace anything. Um, this is no particular order, but uh, we have CM Punk's debut. Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega's epic time limit draw. Hangman Adam Page winning the AEW World Championship. Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a lights-out match. And then Sting's first match on TNT in 20 years. So I agree with some of them. I might replace um, others, but... Uh, I agree with all of them. I guess I'll tell you where. I'll, I'll go first and tell you... I was just going to say I agree with all of them, but where's Adam Cole's debut on there? That's very glaring. To not well, I was going to I was gonna put Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan in the same one because they came the same night. So yeah. de- all-out debuts, I guess, is what I would say. You know, yeah, I don't know which one I would replace it with, but because all those are big moments. I mean, CM Punk's debut was huge. Uh, the Bryan Danielson and Kenny Omega match was Amazing! It was like the best I've ever seen. Um, what do you think about uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa's match? I feel that, like it's been uh, so long since I've seen it, but I mean, I don't know. Was it a first of its kind kind of thing, or? Um, well, it was like the first, like I don't, I don't say the first, but it was like a really good hardcore women's match. Yeah. I mean, it was a really good hardcore match overall. It doesn't really matter they're women. What about when Jack Evans got his head shaved? I mean, that is wrestling classic right there. God. <laughs> or, uh, God. What about anything Matt Hardy's done on AEW? Hey, you guys got a top five, top five boo moments of yeah, all yeah, Matt, Matt, everything Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy. Orange Cassidy feud. Yeah, yeah, Matt Hardy Orange Cassidy <laughs> feud is not not my fave. It's still going. Yeah, dude, don't remind me. Stop. Matt Hardy will be in the crowd, like, you know, making that fist. Um, 
Oh, uh, yeah, the American Top Team stuff. Boo. Not a fan. Oh. Boo! My, like, top five at least. Moment. <laughs> uh, terrible moment uh, was the end of John Moxley and uh, Kenny Omega's barbed wire death match or exploding. That was this wire. within 2021. That I think it was. Right? Those sparklers went off. Yeah, <laughs> and then Eddie Kingston covered him like no. Uh, God, I feel like there's more. I'm just trying to think, but those are some pretty bad. Yeah. Not a fan of the Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy feud. Okay, I'm adding in Jer- Jericho calling the guy a squarehead. That that's getting ranked in the worst of the. And then double downing on it, be like double downing on it, looking at Alex Marvez and be like, doesn't he have a square head? He's like his head square. It's like SpongeBob. <laughs> like oh god. God. <laughs> well, guys, does that uh... about wrap up the show? Yeah, I can't think of any other bad moments. I'm sure they're there. <laughs> it's a good way to end it. But, uh, yeah, just all yeah, the bad wild moments. There was moments. a lot of. There was a lot of there. There really were though a lot of wow moments this uh, year with AEW. They kind of, especially towards the end of the year, once they got back to a live audience, were like hitting on all cylinders. I felt like. I mean, you could put there, in the entire all-out pay-per-view. Yeah, there is, there is a segment or a. Uh, Oh God, what are the Lucha Brothers' names again? Uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a video that AEW botches posted of <laughs> Ray Phoenix trying to <laughs> uh, trying to punch one of FTR's guys in the corner, and dude, like the punches were like so off. It was like literally <laughs> not even close. <laughs> So I, w- I would add that one on the list. There you go. Yeah. So that makes four, four things. Uh well, that was a funny <laughs> yeah, way just, to end yeah, the show. Dan Lambert, no more, no more Dan Lambert. No more Dan mm-hmm. Lambert. Dan, please go away. Guys, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the PW Fan, and please like and subscribe to the PW Fan on YouTube. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we will join you next week where we talk about all things wrestling. Bye-bye.